Hey, Hero Maker. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the UK's fastest growing business podcast, Nudge. It's hosted by Phil Agnew and is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals just like you. Have you ever noticed how the smallest changes have the biggest impact? On Nudge, you'll learn simple evidence-backed tips that help you kick bad habits, get a raise, and grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice from admired entrepreneurs and behavioral scientists. Nudge is fast-paced, but still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. Here's a great episode you could start with. Can money buy happiness? In this episode, Phil digs into the psychology behind money, covering why scarcity beats abundance, learning if experiences really do trump material items you can buy, and determining what's the best thing to spend money on to increase your happiness. So listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. We talk to freelance marketers and marketing agencies all the time who feel like they've just reached a ceiling when it comes to growing their business. Well, that's exactly why we created the StoryBrand Certified Guide Program to help freelance marketers and marketing agencies go to the next level. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and wondering, hmm, is this going to be good for me? Should I apply to become a StoryBrand Certified Guide? Well, here are a few StoryBrand Certified Guides to tell you why it's been a good fit for them. I could talk for the next 87 hours about all the things that StoryBrand means to me. Most entrepreneurs, it's all about being a self-starter, being self-made. And it's unfortunate that you got to build a business in many instances by yourself, unless you are a StoryBrand Guide. Your story brand guides, you don't have to build your business by yourself. And I think that's just like the best thing ever. Okay, now you're likely ready to join this incredible community, and I have great news for you. We have a guide training coming up in Nashville in May. This is your chance to sign up and be in the same room with Don and JJ and our whole team to learn how to create marketing that's easy and that works. Become a story expert and apply to become a story brand guide at storybrand.com slash guide. The deadline to apply is April 7th for the May training. So make sure you apply today because there are only a limited number of spots to be in the room where it happens. So again, apply at storybrand.com slash guide by April 7th. small business owners who make craft or batch products that they start maybe making for friends and doing as a hobby and begin the process of trying to figure out, all right, I want to take this to the next level. So I actually want to make it into a business, but it also can probably feel really overwhelming. Yes. So today, Hero Maker, you get to hear from two of our marketing crushes in this space. I'm about to start the show. Hello. 
Hello, Hero Maker. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ, and hey, Hero Maker. April, it is Girl Scout cookie season right now as we record this, and I am a huge fan, and I have nieces who... Uh, are amazing little entrepreneurs and they have sold me a way too many of these boxes uh-huh. and B I love them for it. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's so fun to watch them kind of their little minds get to work on some of this stuff and they have actually gone beyond the cookies mm. and they actually have started creating little products themselves that they can sell. And so they come to me and they'll have like a friendship bracelet or a charm that they've created mm-hmm. out of, you know, Play-Doh or clay or um, drawings and they sell them to me and they know that I will buy all of them. Of course you will. <laughs> Every single you one. are Uncle JJ. <laughs> I do. And you've got the cash money. I, I do. Well, <laughs> compared to them, I definitely do. <laughs> compared to them, like, you know, $5 for them is a, you know, a month long uh, adventure. Yeah. So they're, they know that I will, I will buy everything. But did you do that as a kid? Did you ever, like, were you a little entrepreneur? Did you ever create products that you had sold? Oh, yeah. Whenever I was five years old, I got the idea, okay, I'm going to take these Kleenexes, you know, Fold them like a fan, put a bobby pin on them, and it's now a hair accessory. (gasps) Of course it is. Of course it is. It's just so gorgeous. And I was going to sell these for 50 cents. Mm -hmm. uh, And I was just going to walk up and down the street. And my mom let me just walk out the door with my friend (laughs) and knock knock on the neighbor's doors and be like, hi, would you like to, you know, buy this hair accessory? And uh, of course... People were willing because I was adorable. Yes, yes, of obviously. Course. And my mom did not realize my entrepreneurial spirit and that I was going to end up like way far away from our house. <laughs> and she'd have to put my little bitty sister in the car and have to come find me. Uh, yeah, I, I I really liked making things that I could then <laughs> that you exchange could sell. Mm-hmm. for quarters. Yes. And, you know, when you're a kid, your cuteness can carry you a long way. But if you are an adult who now wants to create a product to sell, like at a farmer's market or create a business out of, what product would you create today? Ooh, uh, well, I'd, I'd definitely create something that I personally need uh-huh. in my uh-huh. life. Uh-huh that I would know that other people would need and there would be a market out there for it. So I think I'd probably actually stay in the hair space, okay. not go barrettes this time, but go curly hair serum oh, of some kind yep, yep. because the curls, they're crazy. They get they go all over the place. And I really want my hair to be more moisturized than it is. And I want my scalp to be really healthy. And so I'd probably create something, a line of products maybe that would help out my curly haired friends. Oh, you could kill that. Yeah. What about you, JJ? Um, I mean, there are so many things that you could do. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would be too much of a surprise to our Hero Maker listening that it would probably be something in the cheese space. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, You know, that they would be some kind of like craft cheeses and I would start small and then ultimately, you know, 
you know, buy a warehouse and do big production, all those things. But it would start out with just some different types of cheeses because I love it. I think I could create some unique tasting cheeses um, that had a little flair to it um, that maybe were designed in different shapes um, and so that they were kind of specific to me. But that's probably what I would do, something in the cheese space. And you and I know how hard that is because we oh, have my made word. cheese. But <laughs> <laughs> Our instructor made it seem so easy yeah no 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 i tried it on my own and it is not but <laughs> i would be i that's if i could do anything and have all the time in the world to kind of do that that's probably what i would do and uh, what's fun about like kind of thinking and dreaming about that is there are a lot of people out there who are making products especially who are even listening to this podcast you know small business owners who make craft or batch products you know that start out maybe making candles or necklaces or fashion lines yeah that they you know start maybe making for friends and doing as a hobby and begin the process of trying to figure out all right there are people around me who like this it fills a need it helps people out and i want to take this to the next level so i actually want to make it into a business i want to move beyond you know walking down the street and knocking on my neighbor's door like you did yes. with your barrettes and actually turn it into a full-fledged business. And so many people have done that, but it also can probably feel really overwhelming to make that leap from hobby to business and actually taking a tangible product that you have dreamed up and moving it into the market. And so today we actually wanted to bring on some experts in this space, two people who actually help people take products that they've created and build a business. That's right. So I get to talk to two of our marketing crushes in this space, Jacqueline and Mina, the hosts of the Product Boss podcast. If you are a maker, this episode is for you. Jacqueline and Mina, what does being a product boss mean? Like, how can I embody that in my life? Who are these people that are a part of your product boss community? What what does that mean? So, you know, what we're talking about when we say product boss, they're physical product-based business owners, right? So there's a physical good that they are making, they're producing, and they need to ship to somewhere and someone in the world. Um, And so our product bosses, they are scrappy and they are creative. They are people that had a brilliant idea and they wanted to bring it and birth it into the world. Um, They might be makers, right? Someone who uh, is a creative and they're thinking, you know, I want to learn how to pour candles or I'm going to make this jewelry or they're inventors. We have some incredible inventors in our community that have patents and they've created these things that they've brought to the world. Um, We have bakers and food makers, artists, one of a kind people. And then, Mina, I don't know if you want to tack on to that one. Yeah, we also have um, manufacturers. So people who manufacture, whether it be overseas or locally, we have um, brick and mortar. So anybody who has a product in hand, that is our person, right? And what we tend to get it, because this is who we are, we get tend to get businesses that grew out of their kitchens, their basements, their garages, and grew it into a multi-million dollar business sometimes or whatever their life wants, you know, for them. And so that is really our community and these and mostly women. Uh, we talk a bit about um, what we call the blend, which is instead of a balance, it's this blend of making money, of creating this story of your own life of, okay, I'm a mom, but I'm also 
a physical product product boss and I need to uh, I'm I'm making profit to contribute to my business and we really focus them on profit. So they're not just being busy, they are making money and we created a beautiful community of such generous product bosses that really um, speak the same language, inventory, shipping, um, you know, cost of goods, all of that. I'm curious, like, how do you all help people position their products so that it, it is something that draws people into a story? So we teach a little bit differently in the way that we really, for small businesses and product businesses, what they tend to learn, even with being on Etsy or being makers or whatever it is, they want to throw spaghetti at the wall. They want to make with their hands. They want to do all the things for everybody. And that's what gets them caught up in this trap. And the way that we teach it is we call it the bestseller. Essentially, think of 80-20 for product-based businesses. So 80% of your revenue should be coming from 20% of your products. And we're teaching them how to go deep instead of wide, right? So we teach them how to focus on the bestsellers and they lead with their bestsellers. Less product actually makes more money with focus and with clear messaging and telling the right story to the right person. Oh, I love that. Jacqueline. You know, how is your physical product going to make your customers' lives better? What need, want, or desire is it going to meet for them, right? Is there is there a need? Is there a problem that's going to fix? Like, what's the desire? You know, because people are like, well, I have a candle company. Like, what's, like, wh- why my candle and not someone else's? It's like, well, it's the story you tell. It's the way it smells. It's the way you present it to them. It's the vessel that it's in. Because sometimes people will buy candles straight up for the vessel because it's going to be beautiful in their, in their space. Or it's the scent and the story behind it. And so I think the thing that they always forget is they're like, everybody's asking me for, I don't know, let's say you're a candle maker. I'm like, everybody's asking me now for necklaces. I'm like, no. Like, who is everybody? They're like, well, my mom and her neighbor, uh-huh. you know? Um, so I think just going back to the story of it, it's like, just speak to your customers about how it's going to help them meet them where they are. What do they need? Do they just want to feel more confident and beautiful? Then show that, talk about it, say this is, and, and I think the other big thing, especially for our non-salesy product bosses. Um, It's talking about the stories of other people, of other customers, right? They got this and this is how they felt at their wedding or um, what they, you know, how she, she went to her first job interview and she just felt so confident wearing XYZ. So I think if you can't tell the story from yourself, you could start by telling customer stories. Yeah. It, you're telling your, your bestseller stories. They're, they're yeah. the bestseller for the reason, for a reason, because people love them. You sell them all day long, all night long. And you better believe in this culture that we're in. People want you to tell them what they want because they're tired and they don't know what they want. And oftentimes they just want what other people are having because they know it's been tried and true. And so if you tell that in a way and you can really hone in on that story of your bestsellers, that's really what um, is like a beautiful story to be able to tell that because you're confident in it. Oh, I love that. It's time to get out of spreadsheets. With HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your team stay in sync across the customer journey. Build better content, generate more conversations, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies use HubSpot CRM to run their business better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one so you can spend less time managing software and spreadsheets and more time on what matters your 
customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com MMS. And now back to the show. I think that I want to talk about lead generators because, you know, we're constantly searching for more people who might want to buy our product. Maybe they're not quite ready to buy our product just yet. And so we need to give them some sort of something in order for them, you know, for us to start this relationship. Like, what does that journey look like for your product bosses? The thing that I will say that we do differently for lead gen and and acquiring new customers, because, you know, you can do ads, you can run ads to your website, you can have the opt-in, you can do all the things that everybody does, you can offer discounts. But what we teach, and this is in our framework, which we have in our program called Multi-Stream Machine, is the idea of, of more visibility in more places. So another way to start to acquire new customers, especially for product people, is to have multiple streams of visibility and multiple streams of revenue. So if you're only selling at in-person shows, but what if you started selling wholesale and you got onto the shelves of stores? You can be obviously on the social channels and do collaborations and do all the things that you do on social. Um, We also talk about Amazon because Amazon wants to sell everything to everybody. And then there's your website. Um, but the website is sometimes the hardest thing to get people to. We have a, a little acronym that we go by uh, that's called POP, and it's like popping off. Let's just say that. So paid or <laughs> paid organic and partnership. Okay, so paid, you know, paid ads. It could be Google. It could be YouTube ads. It could be Facebook ads, Instagram ads. You know, things you pay to play for placement. Old school wise, it is magazine placement, billboard placement. You know, newspaper placement. Okay, we were thinking paid placement here. Organic is organic. It's word of mouth. It's email marketing. It is foot traffic. Um, partner partnership is affiliates. It's collaborations. But what do you talk about in all those things that I just said to you? You talk about your best sellers. You talk about what people want to buy. You talk about what they're coming for you. What's tried and true. What you ha- can tell the best stories about. What your customers can start referring you for. Because then it becomes a little snowball and it exponentially grows from there. So that is really thinking about marketing in a way where it's not like you have to be all the places, but what if you were in all the places, but you knew what to talk about and it was just simply easier because you're not trying to talk about 400 SKUs on every single platform. You're talking about you what you already know is so great and so wonderful and what the world needs in more than one place and you just do it in a domino effect. You know, if website is working for you, then you start with website. But what if you started with wholesale and then you move to Amazon, then you move to in-person? Most people do start with in-person because it's the instant feedback that they can get. You know, they start with craft markets or farmer's markets and it's boots to the ground where it's like you get that feedback and you're able to tweak your story. What are people like? What is viscerally that you're seeing that somebody gravitates toward? Are they repulsed by this certain thing? Which is good too, right? Because then you decide, discern, is that my ideal, ideal customer? Or is it not? Because you want to start repelling the wrong customer and you want to be really dialing in the right customer. So we at StoryBrand encourage our hero makers to create a one-liner so that whenever they're at their booth, they're able to clearly articulate, this is what this is. And I know that for product bosses, it's sometimes more difficult because they're creative humans and they yes. don't 
like saying the same thing the same way every single time. Do you have any tips to help people feel more confident that repeating the same thing again and again is the way to go? Well, it's something that makes it just easier, right? Instead of scrambling around in your brain, depending on how you're feeling, how many cups of coffee you've had, (laughs) you know, like, can you say the thing that people need to hear? But I think the thing is, is that when you can come up with your pitch, your one-liner, it just makes it easier for you. And sometimes we also say, and Mina says this a lot, you can use other people's words to explain it. Right. So also depending on your customer, let's say you have your one liner, but then you could tack on depending on who they are. So if you are physically in person or you're working with a retailer and you're trying to pitch your products to their store, um, you could say, you know, uh, this product, um, is X, Y, Z, you have your one liner and then say, cause there's other customers like you or this person I just sold to, they love it because so you can add on the, they love it or they found it useful. Yeah, sometimes it is easier to talk about what other people think because then it's not coming from you. And, you know, uh, being the the resident introvert, what I do, first of all, you have to read the crowd. You have to read the person. So that means that if they're kind of pulling away, just remember I sell baby bottle labels. So if it's not for that person, then sometimes you've already lost them and there's like this glaze over their eyes. And it's like, it's hard to be like, I help moms that are busy label their bottles, you know, and you just feel like, oh gosh, that's the cringy salesy part. But what I've learned in that is that it actually is, okay, it's that person probably knows a mom. Usually, so they'll ask me what I sell and I'll say, oh, I sell baby bottle labels for moms who are taking their kids to daycare or school. Oh, my niece just had a baby. Oh, great. Here's what I would recommend that she starts with. You start with the recommendation because then they have a clear connection and desire to buy, and they know why they're buying, right? Oh, Mina said, start with Animal Friends baby bottles. Those are the most popular ones that she has. Every mom loves them and has a little animal waving at the baby. I'm going to buy those. Oh, do you need some help? Let me send that to you via DM, the link to my Amazon link or whatever it is, right? You start with that because then you're able to feel in service where it's not so much of a pitch, but it's like, that's literally what you're doing in action is your pitch in action while kind of telling them in a way because you're recommending to them how you're contributing to their world. Absolutely. And I think, you know, and this works across the board because my background is traditional manufacturing, trade shows, you know, selling globally. Mina has worked on Amazon. And then also, you know, there's there's trade shows and all that. So you you can treat any customer like this because the, the whole thing is, is that we're in partnership with all of our retailers. We're in partnership with all of the platforms. We're in partnership with the people that we meet at a farmer's market because like you said, it's a recommendation. So the thing is, is that, you know, I, I sold to Macy's at one point. And so when I was selling to them, it's like, they still want to know what's going to sell the best. What is your best seller? What is the best group of products that I should have? You know, because the buyer is going to look at it from their perspective, but they're also going to want to know, you know, this is the best style that people wear. So I think for all of us is thinking about it as the recommendation and how it's going to improve someone's life. All right, Hero Maker, we've gleaned so much valuable information from these product bosses, these guides to all of the people out there who are makers, inventors, manufacturers, like all all the people touching products, putting them on shelves. If you want to keep this train going in the right direction, then you should listen to their podcast. 
Jacqueline, Mina, is there anywhere else that people could connect with you? We are on Instagram. Um, you can listen to us on the podcast. We have two episodes a week. We have free challenges and workshops and all the things to help support um, product bosses out there. So just come hang out with us and we can't wait to support you to build a profitable business of your own. Yeah. And it's at the product boss everywhere. All right. Hero maker. Go give him a follow. Go give him a listen and keep putting incredible products out in the world and inviting customers into this incredible story that you have for them. You're helping them in so many different ways. So do it. And uh, Jacqueline and Mina, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, April. All right, Hero Maker, you just got so much value from Jacqueline and Mina. And if you are building a business based on a product that you want to sell and get it out there to the world, I want to see you at more farmers markets. I want you to, I want to see your Etsy store. I want to buy your product, especially if it's cheese, candles, or anything in that space. I am so excited to get more products out there. So if you want to take your maker business to the next level, go and listen to and follow the Product Boss podcast with Jacqueline and Mina to continue getting more tips on how to take your business to the next level. All right, Hero Maker, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. So often when people are starting a new business, they come to us at StoryBrand and they say, hey, part of your StoryBrand framework is we need to have authority in our brand script. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that the brand script is the one place where all the talking points of your marketing live. And you can actually take the different talking points of your message and put them in what we call a brand script. And you can actually get access to this and complete a digital version of your brand script for free at storybrand.com SB7. That's storybrand.com SB7. And you will see in the brand script that there is a section to talk about your authority, your authority in your space, meaning what is it that shows that you've helped other people solve their problems and given them a product that makes their life better? People who are just starting out new businesses often struggle with this piece of the brand script. They want to know, how do I actually build authority when I haven't been in business for very long and I don't have a lot of statistics on how many things I've sold or videos or anything like that? Well, here's the thing. For this week's actionable step, you need to get a testimony. You just need one, <laughs> but the one that you want needs to be from somebody who looks like your ideal client. Who do you want to sell to? And then find somebody who can give you a testimony that looks like that target audience. That means if you have not sold to that kind of person yet who can't give you a testimony, maybe you need to give your product away and then ask them for a testimony. But all you really need is one testimony to give you a little bit of authority to begin to build your business. Now, as you continue to grow, you are going to get lots of opportunities to get lots of different testimonies. That's going to be fantastic. You're going to want to capture those. But to get started, 
You just need one. If you can get that, you will show how much value your product has brought to somebody. And if you can get them to talk about what problem your product has solved, even better. When you can have somebody else say how valuable your product is and how much of a difference it made in their life, that gives you a ton of authority. And ultimately, what you're trying to do is show how much value your product has for your customer, how it can solve their problem, and ultimately makes them the hero. That's why we call you Hero Maker. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. 